2: fear most in football staring you right in the face?
3: Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone maniac.
4: Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost
5: like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby
4: Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on
0: 670 The Score. Oh, it feels good to have Mark Grody in a Bears report in 2024, and it's brought to you by Loyola Medicine. When things are at their worst, we're at our best. Hello, Moby Ditka.
6: Hello, gentlemen. Good to hear your voices once again as well. Hope you had a uh, nice holiday break, and there is just, as you guys know, just so much going on out here at Hallisol Hall with the with the number 1 pick overall the futures of you know coaches and players up in the air, and then just for the heck of it, there's a Bears-Packers game this Sunday where if the Bears win, they would eliminate their rivals, their nemesis, the team that has owned the Bears for so many years. If they were to beat them, they would eliminate the Green Bay Packers from the playoffs. So let's start right there. Justin Fields did speak today, his his final Wednesday leading into a game, and uh, he talked about what it might mean to greet, beat green bay on sunday if they were to do that
1: you know i think it'd, it'd mean a lot to uh the team the fans the city i think it'd be great you know we know that green bay's playing for a lot at stake they're playing for a playoff spot right now so i just think with you know kind of all that on the table i think you know it'd, it'd be great a great feeling to you know end the season off with a win in lambo up there because of
6: what's at stake for them you're going to walk into a pretty big game
0: environment on sunday what's the value for a team like you guys and, and
6: just gaining experience in those big game big stage moments.
1: Um I don't see it being that much different. I see it you know cuz everybody always the the uh, rivalry whatever I, I think it's going to be you know the same environment. Um so I don't see it being too much different, but I mean like I said it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun environment to walk into. Um you know their home field. Uh, I know their fans going to be loud cuz it's not much to do in Green Bay, that watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a great environment to us for us to play in, and uh, you know, hopefully we have a great game and get the dub on Sunday. So
4: oh, good shot from Justin. Yeah. That's that's fun as hell.
0: And we were you we, hated the Rogers shot at the Bears earlier. Uh,
4: well, yeah, but he's not on the team anymore.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying and that is a great shot. I loved it, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he's comfortable Ro- there.
4: Rogers dropping an us and a we when he's a jet for four snaps and.
0: Well, you know, it's,
4: it's, it's, it's beside the point,
0: Danny. Sorry, it's sorry, sorry. sorry. Um,
4: but, you know, I think it would matter a lot. We talked a lot about it at the beginning of the show. We, we talked at the top of the show about, you know, this game for Justin's evaluation as the seventh of these final seven with a full complement of players. Grody, we think that this should mean a lot as you evaluate his growth
6: no no i think so too i mean it's it's similar to where the stakes were i think for the atlanta game you had a falcons team who at least um in theory was engaged going into the game because they were alive for the playoffs they also have a top 10 defense atlanta a defense that was you know one of the top red zone defenses around so that game mattered and yeah this is this should be again in theory a Green Bay team that is ferociously hungry and wanting to win and we, we know what a actual battle it has been for the Bears through the years going to Lambeau Field so yeah I mean you're going to have two teams at maximum effort this is not a typical try to avoid getting injured sit guys out try different things this will be two teams at full strength going at it in a legitimate game. So, yeah, I I agree with you as well. I don't think anybody knows even though even if they think they know if the the future has been decided for Justin Fields and if they are going to do what they said they were going to do from the beginning is evaluate a full 17 game season then this game matters just as much as every single game of Justin Fields career yep
0: and I think I don't like I think it's unlikely to change my stance on it but I'm obviously open to be moved but I think for the fans if he balls out it's going to have a linger uh, lingering effect and if he lays a dud it's going to have a lingering effect uh as well how is he handling the incessant discussion and questioning about his future led by people like us
6: Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, those of us out here as well. And, you know, we've all asked the questions in some way, shape or form. There's really only one question about it today. And I give uh, the Sun-Times Patrick Finley full credit for kind of finding a new way to phrase the question to hopefully get an answer. I like the question and I kind of dug the answer. I want you guys to listen to it right here.
0: Justin, we've talked to you all year about compartmentalizing, whatever your future might be and, and just worrying about the next game. What happens next week when there's no next game to worry about? Do you, do you know whether you'll have any more clarity about your future? And, and how do you deal with it when maybe there's not the focus you need so intensely every day where you might let your mind wander next
1: week? I don't even know if we're going to get next week, brother. So I'm just worried about the rest of the day and uh, you know, the rest of the night. So got these meetings I'm about to head to. And, you know, like I said, we got a game on Sunday. I'm not focused on, uh, you know, what happens after that, so.
2: I don't
0: even know if we're going to get next week, brother. He has said some version of that so many times of, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, no, no one knows what the future holds. Like, I would love someone to do a deep dive because he posts uh, Bible quotes sometimes uh, on, on his Instagram. And last
4: week he talked about mindfulness and trying to be present every and time he I, plays. I
0: feel like there is a long-form journalism piece or a long-form interview, a podcast episode or something like that about – Justin Fields and his mental coaching, his mental state, his ability to stay present—like he, he clear or I, is he, is he like, a, does he believe the world is going to end? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't—is he, is he afraid? <laughs> that was of, a big leap. Well, no, but I don't know. But he, he says you don't know. He said many times, some yeah. variation of "tomorrow isn't promised to any of us." Like, and so I kind, I kind of wonder where he gets that from because I think a lot of us deal in. Worrying about
6: the future. And for mm-hmm. a 24 year old kid, he does not
0: seem to be all that concerned about it.
6: I agree with that, Danny. And I I also think that honestly, at, at this point, with this being a discussion for most of this year, I mean, really, this has been going on all year. So he has had time To think about this stuff. And he, you know, I don't know how much he reads, you know, obviously these players will not typically admit to reading or hearing what's going on, but I think he is, this is just my read on him. I think that he has gotten to a point where he is genuinely comfortable with whatever decision is is made I, I think that if he had his first choice i think he'd obviously like to stay here i believe him when he says he loves chicago and the bears organization and everything about you know the fans and all that i mean he is hard to read because it's so calm but i do believe him getting to know him a little bit but i think that even if they they say you know we're, we're going to move on or they decide to trade him I think that just like almost for all of us like where we just want an answer, I think that he is the same. He'd like an answer. And I think that he would feel relief just knowing as we get to that point. In terms of like who has coached him or where he gets this sort of inner peace, you know, I know that he's tight with family and his close knit circle of friends as well. But I also think that there probably is some coaching and he hears, you know, uh, God forbid that I compliment Matt at Iberflus, but Iberflus is so good at staying in the present and warding off those kinds of questions as well. And and uh, and doesn't really care what we think of him in terms of the answers that he gives so i think that he is being led in that direction from what he hears and probably being coached one-on-one in some regards as well i
4: know we have a lot to get to but proverbs 27 1 does say pretty specifically tomorrow not promised that message is very much part of uh the christian tradition um but go ahead groats move on i know you got another justin fields
6: yeah yeah one more from from justin fields and you know we we heard We've heard this throughout the year as well, and it's really starting to peak right now. I thought it peaked in the locker room um, after the game on Sunday against Atlanta. Just the genuine support that Justin Fields has gotten from his teammates, from the offensive side, the defensive side, the special teams, is everybody in that locker room loves him and wants him back. And he was asked what what he thinks about that or where that comes from.
1: I think that just shows on how much we love each other, not only as players, but, you know, As people, as, uh, you know, people outside of the building, Uh, you know, we've been a lot of we've been around a lot of guys, you know, in the past on different teams and stuff like that. And you can kind of tell when people really love the game and really are passionate about the game of football. And, you know, I would say all the guys in the locker room are. So um, when you just see their work ethic, how much they care about the game, how much they care about, you know, the team and winning the team's success, you know, that just all brings us closer together and, you know, focusing on accomplishing one one goal as a team. So um, I, th- I just think that's you know, goes back to you know, what we talked about at the beginning of this year with, you know, Coach Flues just getting us all together, getting us all close, having those, um, you know, breaking off into groups and really just getting closer to each other, um, talking about, you know, personal life from growing up and stuff like that. So when you know a guy's story, when you know where he's came from, you get to connect on a deeper personal level, which, you know, has, which causes you to have that connection. Um, closer. So when you just know a guy for who he is away from the game, that's when you really get to connect with the teammates and really start to grow as a team. So yeah, appreciate y'all.
0: Hmm. That's a good answer. And it's uh, we talked about it yesterday that guys are lining up to praise Fields directly by name, uh but there hasn't seemed to have been as much direct praise of Fluce by name. Not that they're undercutting him, but there has not been like Fluce is my coach. I'd be devastated if he left. It's, like that sort of thing like there has been for Justin, that was a pretty direct tie-in and praise for Iberflus in the culture.
4: Yes, and, and it was crediting Iberflus for what we have obviously seen, which are... Which is the culture and the vibes with each other, and a lot of people have been asking, like, is that because it's a good group of guys? The polls care about character. Clearly, Matty Berflus has had a very good effect on the collective skull sessions.
6: What he's referring yes. to there—that's <laughs> what I inferred right there. Like Fields didn't—I I felt like he couldn't recall the word, but yeah, the the skull or skull or school sessions, as we all learned from Tevin Jenkins earlier. I think this I year. can
2: definitely credit that to. Uh... What we call school sessions in the in the summer? There we go. What uh, sessions? I'm sorry. School, like, yeah. sk- like like the school, like that. That's what oh, we call. It. That's what we school. call it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like
0: school. School, school, oh. school,
2: school. All of them were there. All and
4: skull, skull, and school. Yeah. And yeah, like you well, getting, Oh yeah, school. I get it. Yeah, get
0: it. yeah.
6: Exactly. That's part of my greatest hits from this year. Uh but You've yeah, had so, a great year though. You really have. Oh, oh yeah. no, I, I feel like I've had a great year. And folks, it's not over yet. I mean, this no. this is gonna be an intense, intense off season. So uh looking forward to it. But on, on the clock. A- <laughs> I mean, on
4: the clock makes a triumphant return. Very exciting. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we'll see. There's negotiations going on backstage right now. Okay. So we'll see. Oh, get all of the money to shake your fist at God. <laughs> Oh, poor Deontay Foreman! Uh, you know it hasn't. Uh, he's angry at God and angry at uh, being deactivated for that game. Anyway, uh, let's get you guys into the locker room now because uh, one of the first person, the people that I talked to today that I was anxious to talk to was was DJ Moore, and uh, it was uh, me and Brad Biggs and uh, Cheryl Ray having a little conversation with DJ Moore. And the first question that that Biggs asked was. Um, if, the DJ Moore, do you allow yourself to think about the potential of the Bears drafting a young, elite, wide receiver, somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr.?
7: I mean, you could wonder about it, but at the same time, they'd be rookies coming in and they wouldn't be right off the bat just making phenomenal plays, which I would hope that whole group do, but at the same time, they still gotta develop and uh, go through their rookie year, get all the struggles out and be good. What about, like, bringing in a, a veteran
6: guy, you know, the best free agent on the market or a trade for another veteran guy like you? And
7: obviously this has worked out very well with you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's for the higher-ups. If they do that, uh, they should be coming in ready to work and putting their best foot forward and, uh better in the group. Yeah, we, we know how you feel about Justin Fields, so I'm not going to ask you to do the testimonial
6: again, <laughs> but I do want to know, what is it about the chemistry
7: that this has worked between you two, and what has gotten better throughout the season? I mean, the connection has always been there since uh, day one, since I got here from OTAs. You know, even before then, uh, we always was talking about uh, how, I, how you see me in the offense, and then OTAs came, and then training camp came. Uh, we, we got together as a group, and, and we all clicked, and Ours just took off uh, faster than we thought. And until now, it's just been still building. You know, uh, we got one year under our belt, and uh, looking forward to the future.
4: Man, it's trust. You trust that that guy's going to be in the right spot always. Um, as Justin said, he made two mistakes in all of training camp. Uh-huh. And you trust that he's going to catch everything. And they desperately need somebody else at a wide receiver target that he can trust.
0: Desperately. I mean, and I, yeah. I think it's coming. I, I think it's a very high likelihood that it's in the first round, too.
6: I also like the. I thought the perspective was interesting on the idea of you know if you were to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or whomever your first round pick would be that he had the perspective to kind of subtly, low key add in there that if you bring in a rookie, it may not be lights action camera right away. Uh, you know what? Maybe with Marvin Harrison Jr. it would be, but you know just inferring from what he said that it may maybe he would prefer the trade route or the free agency route as well. But why not do both? I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean all due respect to DJ Moore. like the modern NFL, it rookie wide receivers make an impact right away. They, they just, you know, it's not, it's not rare anymore. I mean, got
4: to scout the stuff just like you do with the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I know, but it, it's such a passing Puka Nakua. You know he's got fourteen hundred receiving yards. Pick
4: number one seventy-seven <laughs> yeah. in the like, NFL true. draft. S-
0: Sam Laporta as a tight end. Yeah, right? it used to great be tight. Example. Tight ends can't produce as rookies. Hey man,
4: Tank Dell was a killer for a smaller guy. What fourth rounder, fifth rounder? Yeah, I mean, Tank Dell,
0: f- fourth rounder. And then I mean, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Yeah. I mean, the, the, these are not top 10 pick blue chip wide receiver guys that we're talking about. I I mean, I know Flowers and Addison were first-round picks, but they were not top 10 guys. Like, the, the modern expectation, if you are a good passing offense and you put a good talent in there, you should be able to perform pretty quickly.
6: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I, for the record, you know, DJ Moore spoke glowingly on Sunday after the game about Marvin Harrison Jr. with whom he worked out with for, for track in high school and back in the Philly area. So he, he, he loves them, but just had a little bit of perspective right there. Um, defensively, guys. I'm sure you saw it, maybe even talked about it, but Tyreek
5: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at BlindS.com. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply.
6: Stevenson, no surprise with his two interceptions against Atlanta, wins the NFC player of the week. And guess what? It hasn't changed him at all.
3: I would say I'm the same. Still confident, still the rookie from week one. Just would say I just got a lot more understanding of the game and understanding my role on this team. you
0: think you're the first Bears defensive player to win this award in five
3: years? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, that's a, you know amazing, amazing compliment. Once again, I couldn't do it without my D-line and my secondary.
0: Were you surprised? You
3: that? Yeah, I'm still surprised. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still surprised. Everybody just keep walking up saying congratulations. So um, I'm just waiting to hear from my mom to see how she's going to react to it. <laughs> She made a video and sent it to me and she talking about two interceptions. Whoop whoop. I'm like, come on mom. You got it. like. But she's she more she more excited for me. Um so just fun to talk to her about it. I'm pretty sure she's seen it. I just got out of practice and seen it. And he uh coach loose announced that in the practice, so I'm pretty sure I haven't looked on my phone yet. What was that
7: like when Coach announced it? Like uh, around everybody? What was the yeah.
3: reaction? Oh everybody was happy. Everybody like uh there, there you go rook. There you go, rook. I'm like, all right man, I appreciate it. Then got up. Everybody was like,
0: "Speed, speed!" Got up and uh, just thanked the D line.
4: Man, that's adorable. So
0: yeah, it, 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 ador- <laughs> adorable is exactly what, what right, I was going to say. Adorable? Very endearing, oh, very likable. We see
4: these awards cross our path. We're like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." But yeah, to him, man, it's a rookie. Who knows what he's ever won?
0: His mom is thrilled. He's like, "I can't oh, have yeah. my phone yet."
6: Yeah, that's oh, good stuff.
4: That's awesome. Yeah,
6: that's great. Yeah. I added just one little nugget to add to that. I don't know if you guys were probably tuned out during the holidays, but when Gabe Mira's and I had Wani in studio and we were filling in for you guys, Wani suggested that, you know, if Eddie Jackson is gone, they should put either Tyreek Stevenson or Terrell Smith as as a starting safety, just because of how physical Stevenson is. I love that thinking. I don't agree with it, but I love that kind of stuff from Lonnie. So I don't know if you guys heard that or not. No, I that, have not heard. That. I saw
4: you tease something like that for the Daily Score, um, your your fine Daily podcast. But yeah, well, that, well, that's you. yeah that that uh, promoting from within. Um, yeah. uh, to go to a free safety. That's that's interesting. Such different responsibilities. Well, the
0: nickel corner. I mean they. It's a very valuable thing. You know, I just, I don't know. So, you're, so because like, you would need, so Jalen and Kyler and Tyreek as your corners. Right,
4: so maybe Terrell Smith given a maybe chance Terrell to be, a, to be I a starter. Just, it, just,
0: it, just, it would really surprise taking, me if it was, was Tyreek. You're
4: not that, taking Tyreek off that other corner.
0: That would, that would really surprise me. That's a
4: great me. find in the second round, this yeah. caliber of corner.
6: Yeah, that, Yeah, right. I agree. Premium with that. position. And yep. you have a rookie that a second round rookie that's doing it at this level. It would be hard to do. But I but I do like the, the kind of outside of the box thinking by Wani there.
0: And, and I could see them, you know, making a pretty big investment in a safety in terms of a high draft pick this offseason free safety yeah to, to, re, to replace eddie jackson like I, I could easily see that being a thing that they invest in
4: i don't know those, those guys there's a lot of very solid veteran safeties that change teams every offseason in the nfl yep. no question it's a fungible spot for a mid-level well,
6: vet. which brings us to my next subject and that would be jaquan brisker and uh brisker was asked about um what the green bay packers are going to see this Sunday at Lambeau Field relative to that first horrible game against Green Bay at Soldier Field?
2: Yeah, from you no know, there we were just you know just getting our feet wet. Um we we didn't have you know too many snaps together at all. You know chemistry wasn't the same. You know defense looked totally different. Like you said, offense looked totally different from the beginning. Um but this you know um, week 18, you know, definitely a different defense, definitely different, you know, parts moving around, different offense, different defense, special teams too, also. So, um, I definitely, you know, definitely different team and um, things like that. So, it'll, it'll definitely be a different look for them. Juwan, when you, you were shaking your head when, you, when the question was asked about yeah,
6: that, do you kind one. of look back at that 0-4 yeah. start and just think what could have been?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely looking back at that 0-4 start. Um, I'll just say we started all bad, you know. Just from camp, um, you know, guys were hurt. You know, guys were in the lineup. You know, also me. You know, I was hurt, too, just getting in the lineup week one. And um, we just didn't have the same chemistry at all. The energy, the passion just wasn't there, you know, for the rest of the team. And, you know, our coaches and things like that, we all came together and eventually. And we definitely look like a different team. So definitely look, looks better than definitely week one. So,
4: Man, it, it's uh, an interesting moment to take stock in week one as we get to week 18 because that thing was a disaster. And while Jordan Love played well and they put up 38, I forever will think of that week one as just a huge fart for the offense when we expected so much in the offseason.
0: It was a all time letdown that they didn't even bounce back from, right? It felt like it staggered and it lingered the entire operation for the first three games of the season i mean mm-hmm. the, 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 they played a little better against kansas city even though they got blown out right. you know what i mean so it didn't really materialize but it wasn't embarrassing and there
4: were scheme issues for sure but also justin looked so slow and methodical yeah. it's uh that's why it feels so heavy to have an opportunity here Groats to right the wrongs of week one
6: Yep, they never recovered from, they never recovered from the 0-4 start to the season. I mean, like, anybody who doesn't take stock in what goes on early in an NFL season, there you go. I mean, if the Bears had, you know, won a couple of those games or one of those games, and maybe we're talking about a playoff team, but that's certainly not the case. the fluce, Matt Eberfluce. And by the way, you know, if you're watching on Twitch right now, I do have the fluce do going. It's backed by popular demand. Wow. Um, you, you got to yeah. get eberfluce to comment on it. like you got you gotta have Emma or another friend in the media ask him the question one, well, he's
4: calling <laughs> out reporters by name a lot these days. He's comfortable feeling himself. Oh
6: yeah, and he and this is probably something you guys missed too. On Friday, when we were out here, he was talking about all his nicknames, and he he also said to us, he said, "I got nicknames for you guys too." So, and, and he would not divulge the nicknames. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm flus. I mean, I, I hope that that is the case. Who's but, um? Who's jackass? Who do you think he calls jackass in his <laughs> private time? Potsy. Jackass. Probably Chris Emma. I mean, that'd be my guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's not good. He's the only, he's the only person that I'd be safe in Bad.
0: saying. Bad. The only person. Right here.
6: Would Maybe be Patrick safe. Simmel. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and Pat, well, there he goes. Live on yeah, the air? we're live on the air. Right hey, Pat, so yeah, <laughs> Dra- Dragon
4: Slayer. What's up, man?
6: <laughs> Dragon Slayer. Yeah, that's Jalen Johnson, right? Yes. You got yeah, it. yeah, we're gonna ask him about it at five. Oh, good, good. I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, Jalen has to say. He, he did not practice today, so you guys will have the exclusive um, with Jalen Johnson, like you do. But what I did ask Matt Iberflus today was, and you know, I asked him. What is, is it like having the entire NFL world talking about you guys, whether it's Justin Fields, the number one overall pick, and I even said even you, Matt Eberflus.
0: Yeah, I really think it's – I look at it as, as optimistic. You know,
4: I really do. It's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, you know, to be a Chicago Bear and to be a Chicago Bear fan. You know, so there's a lot of bright things that are coming ahead of us in the future, and uh, we certainly are excited about
0: all those things that you mentioned. Was he asked directly – off the Ian Rappaport report. Have you been told you're coming back?
6: Yes. He was asked that on Sunday after the game, he, the, that specific report was brought up and he gave his stock answer, which is, you know, one day at a time, we'll deal with that at the end of the season. Okay. that's the way okay. It should be. So I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but um, yes, he did. He did address that. So we did not uh, further on that, okay. but, uh, one thing that that he would not bite on. Chris, Emma, and I were both asking basically the same question. Emma started it, and I tried to follow up. But but as you will hear, Matt is not really biting on getting in any kind of uh, thing with the Green Bay Packers. Is there incentive or motivation with the idea of knocking your top rivals out of the playoff?
0: There? Yeah, I mean, I would say this that it's it's uh, we're going to keep it about us.
4: You know, there's always that that factor of hey, you know, there's uh, an important game for them for sure,
0: right? An important game for us for sure, and uh, you know, we're going to leave it at that. We're it's a rival, and uh, we're excited about going up there and playing some football. I bears, Bears, but I don't fully believe him. He could lean in. Why don't you lean in, Matt? It's okay. yeah, you don't need to go like full like appeasement of the meatball brigade, but just like
4: it's a big game. We know how everybody feels about the Green Bay. We know how people feel in the building.
0: Absolutely. Well, and the, not every team in the NFL is trying hundred percent this weekend. It's a good measuring test for the Bears to mm-hmm. go up against the team where it is absolutely their biggest game of the year. Yes. So you could I you could frame it that way. What's yeah. exciting about the possibility is that they need this game to keep playing. Unfortunately, we can't keep playing after this week, but if we beat a team that is playing a playoff game for them, that is, shows us something about ourselves.
4: You know, I I, I believe it was the wise sage, Jalen Johnson, who said about the Packers this weekend, <laughs> we're on their ass for sure.
2: You know? Yeah.
4: Like, that's, we'll ask Jalen about that at 5 o'clock, because, Big yeah, J
0: journalists around here. I, I, that's
4: what I'm saying. Like, you know, they embarrassed the hell out of you in week one, in an important moment.
6: Right. It's okay, you know to what? Be up, it's
4: okay to be up for this one.
6: This is one of those times, too, guys, and this has happened before, where we... we the media try to build something up and ask questions that hopefully would get answers that we would like. If the Bears beat Green Bay on Sunday, you'll hear them talking about that. That they really, want I agree. It. That that's what'll happen. So. Yes, I I completely and agree.
4: Texters are wondering what happens if if Iberflus gets embarrassed in Week 18, like he did in Week one whether a Packers blowout has an effect on his future, unless it's already decided.
6: Well, I mean, we know that in the past, we know how seriously Bears ownership takes the, for better or for worse, uh, how seriously they take those two games against Green Bay. So I think that you can't rule it out. That's for sure. And I think that the players would be a little shell-shocked
0: if they were blown out. Oh, yeah. I think that they think that they're a completely different team from, from week one.
6: Oh yeah I mean yeah like we heard Brisker talking about that and there's a lot of players in there who are downplaying it a lot of guys were downplaying it that you know the Green Bay thing but it's not just as Green Bay it's that yeah they got blown out by that team uh, in the first game and essentially embarrassed and really weren't ready to start the season Let, let's see what it looks like here in week 17. Bears Nuggets. Yeah, guys. Um the uh, the fine Bears social media team was uh, in the locker room today and they were handing out these little gold tiny plastic trophies to players giving them little awards. I'm not going to go through every single one because we don't have time, but would you guys like to guess who was who was given the the small trophy for the best singer in the Bears locker room? The best singer. Singer. Justin? Yes, Justin Fields. Wow. Ding 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 ding. Wow. So Justin Fields the best singer, Dang. best dancer.
4: Uh, Eddie Jackson.
6: Not Eddie Jackson. The answer is Kyler Gordon. Close. That's what that's what I guess. Yeah, cuz cuz Kyler was a ballet dancer as a kid. Right, right, exactly. It's Kyro Santos, guys. Kyro oh Santos. Oh my that god. That feels patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> feels unlikely
0: to be true. Um, like a pity award <laughs> like egg. Like everybody gets a trophy. I'm just dressing a book by its cover <laughs> no, there. No, but uh, can you dance.
6: really are. Go back and check out some of the vids. He can dance, man. Okay. Um, right, hold on. I need, I need, can you
4: text us the full list of these, please? This is this is good I, stuff. It's very important. This
6: is this is just my scribblings here. I was literally talking to the social media team being a reporter, so I don't have the official okay. list. Okay.